Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. By the way, just for the hay of it, I did a, a search for the latest musician or group to be called the next Beatles. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Hey, Tammy Burns. Welcome back to the studio. Thank we you. We had a couple of interviews with authors, and what's wonderful about that is one of the books was sent to me by a PR agent, not the actual publisher. And this person said, oh, I represent books all over the place. Well, okay. Send them along to me. Not that every book gets on, but right. it, it may be that you're going to sit down a whole lot more. But Ooh-wee. you will not today. We are recording this show on July the 9th. This is a Sunday, July the 9th. I don't know when you're listening to it, but last night, according to the news report I saw this morning, Elton John played his last of the farewell yellow brick road tour so what you're gonna do a show about elton john oh absolutely not the thing about the farewell yellow brick road tour is that it is now the highest grossing tour ever if i'm I'm just going with what forbes said 887 million dollars so that's Whoa. that's what a hundred mil short of a billion. Yeah, he should have uh, sold mer- uh, more merchandise, right? <laughs> more merch. Yeah. yeah. Ed Sheeran, seven hundred and seventy-six. That was his divided tour. Um, da, 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 U two, the three sixty tour, seven hundred and thirty-six million. Guns and Roses, not in this lifetime tour, five hundred and eighty-four. And the Rolling Stones, a bigger bang tour, five hundred and fifty-eight. Them's the top five grossing concert tours of all time. However, do you like Taylor Swift? Now you know. I know you do. I know you do. You have me download songs onto your Spotify so you can Taylor Swift it like crazy. Okay. This is all from the Wall Street Journal and Billboard magazine. If you noticed, the Elton John, the number one grossing tour of all time, Farewell, Yellow Brick Road, did not gross a billion dollars. If the projections Mm -hmm. are true, Taylor Swift's eras tour the one she's on right now right will gross a billion dollars it will be the first tour to gross a billion dollars and according to the wall street journal if indeed the extra shows that are being added on uh, all go through and Mm -hmm. sell like they're selling 
it will be the first tour not only to clear a billion dollars, but they expect it to go as high as 1.4 billion dollars. Wow. What's she going to do with all that money? She won't get it. The tour. Here's the thing about a grossing. Mm-hmm. The tour itself costs a whale of a lot of money. Right. It is three hours plus long. It has 10 different costume changes. There's 11 jillion people on stage. So it's one of those things like the movie Avatar. Mm-hmm. It, it cost a billion dollars to make. Thank goodness it grossed over $3 billion worldwide. That's, right. That's the idea. You either spend a whole lot, the blockbuster idea, uh-huh. spend a whole lot in order to make a whole lot, or you spend very little, which is like the Wayans Brothers mm-hmm. way of doing things. You make a goofy comedy for twelve million, and it makes forty-five, and the, you know, the movie companies are just ecstatic. Here's more money. Go make another one of these silly things. But that's her thing. How much will she make? The suggestion is somewhere around three hundred million for the year. To which you say, wait a minute, a billion dollars, and she's going to make three hundred million. Yes. And I guarantee that $300 million will not be all hers. She's going to have to pass oh, it around yeah. to handlers and such like that. So in this idea that Taylor Swift has or will have the number one grossing tour, here's the question, how? How did she do it? Why is she so important? I actually have from PhDs, researchers, academic researchers, why Taylor Swift? Really? Yeah, why? why? I love I mean, this. Give me a break. There's a, don't get me wrong, she's pretty. Right. The songs are okay. But then again, I'm a 58-year-old dude. So why Taylor Swift? And how in the world is she going to get to a billion plus? Go, Taylor. It's going to be the biggest tour around. So I think we have to look at it. Again, the show is three and a half hours long. What does she start with? Well, i got to get my other piece of paper here because I don't know, except for two or three, like shake it off. Uh, She starts with Miss America and the Heartbreak Princess. This is her opener. And I've seen it. You can go on to YouTube. People have videotaped it with their phone, obviously, so the audio isn't stunning. I'm going to play the album version. But this is the one she walks out to. And it takes... 10 minutes Wow! for this thing to happen because all the players have to come out in their costumes with 20-foot trains. Well, it sounds like a Vegas show it on is. the road, huh? It is. And people are creating content, mm-hmm. video, just stating, I'm going to the concert and this is what's happening. Let's, let's look at the whole thing. So here, this is what Taylor opens with. It's what we'll open with on Rock School. You know I adore you, I'm crazier for you Than I was at 16, lost in a film scene Waving homecoming queens, marching band playing I'm lost in the lights American glory, faded before me Now I'm feeling hopeless, ripped up my prom dress Running through roads Talking about Taylor Swift and her Eras tour, why is it going to be 
the highest grossing tour of all time. And not only the highest grossing, the first tour to ever reach a billion dollars. Well, let's talk about the money. The tickets for the Eras Tour range from $50 to $899. What, does that mean I'm sitting on her lap? No. If you remember, there's all those little package deals you can get where for $900 or $1,000 you can buy your t-shirts and such in a pretty little area while Taylor Swift, I don't know, looks at you from a hot air balloon or something. Right. And that's the actual cost of the tickets. The concern is that people are buying those tickets, but then they're selling them on secondary markets like StubHub, and they're going as high as $1,500. Would you spend $1,500 to see anyone? No. Anyone? No. Seriously? No. Anyone? No. I don't think I would either. I don't think I would either. So here's also the concern. We did a whole show on this. Why are artists playing stadiums rather than smaller venues. The reason being, you can put basically three small venue concerts into one stadium. The thing is that she, although doing a stadium concert, is doing it generally on the same schedule as a local concert. So when she arrived in Cincinnati, you probably saw this, that there was going to be ungodly storms coming through the greater Ohio, Tennessee Valley. She had to move her show up an hour to get everything off stage by the time the rains came. But the thing is, she didn't do one show and then rest her voice for three days. She did two shows right in a row in Cincinnati. Woo. And she's got what they call the setup so that wherever she's going next, let's say Cleveland, right. she's going to play at whatever Cleveland Stadium. And while she is doing the Cincinnati shows, a whole other show is being set up in Cleveland. Right. So instead of going from venue to venue, she's going stadium to stadium and on the same, what do you call it, schedule mm -hmm. as a venue show. Which is insane because she's on stage for three and a half hours. I mean, that's Bruce Springsteen. I don't know how her stuff. Uh, voice I can holds up. I can only guess, and I've only seen clips, blips of videos online of people who attended the show. It's a lot of show. It's a lot of additional stuff. So in three and a half hours, she may only be singing for an hour and a half. Okay. Which is a concert. Well, that's good. That's fair. She knows that, you know, people make all that effort to come out. They sure. need to see something. Right. right. I mean, people used to give what MC Hammer heck because, oh, it's MC Hammer. He's not hard. He's not this. When you left an MC Hammer show, you got your money's worth. Right. I mean, 70 people on stage, everything sparkled. Wow. Look at this the thing. The pants and you were doing you that dance. Yes. You got it. Yeah. When you leave a Taylor Swift concert, three and a half hours, mm -hmm. not only have you gotten your money's worth, I'm going to guess right around two hours, you're like, can, can you wrap this up? That would be us. Can you but, just... But, you know, there's a lot of people there making friends is what I hear. Yeah. Can you just do Shake It Off so I can split? I need to get home. I think it's a whole yeah. club thing. Now, it says here that if the tour defeats a billion dollars, it will... The tour will defeat the total GDP of over 50 countries. Ooh. 
Ooh. Are you insane? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now we're going to get into the idea of her set list and how it's broken into 10 different costume changes and all that kind of stuff. But this is from the ninth costume change. This is Bad Blood. It's Taylor Swift on Rock School. Because baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take a look what you've done. Because baby, now we got bad blood. Hey, now we got Okay, let's get into actual hard numbers. When you're talking about not only the idea of money spent on the tour, you need to talk about money spent on average per person. At the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour, the average attendance was 14500 at a show. You see, he did it at small venues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The average spent per person is $156. Okay. All right. I could do that. In the Ed Sheeran tour, the average number was 34500 He played magnificently larger venues, mm-hmm. $88 per person. The U2 360 tour, the average, they, they played stadiums. The average was 66,000 people per show, and they spent approximately $101 per person. Okay. This is what I have. This comes from Axios. According to just the first 38 shows, because that's all I got, 54,000 people per show. Now, Taylor Swift has set at at least two stadiums that I could find a attendance record, and it isn't a single show. Because she's playing two and three at most of these stadiums. So when you take the three shows, average them, that's how they get the record for number of people at the show. According to ERA, she has a 54,000 per uh, show, meant number of people, and the amount of money spent per attendee... $1,300. Whoa. And you say, that's wow. insane. That's insane. That's stupid. That's a bloated number that somebody created for Taylor Swift. And oh, absolutely, it isn't. Here's the reason why. She plays stadiums only. So there is travel, lodging, purchases. And by the way, this number does not come from, we're going to take a guess. No, there is a company called Question Pro. It's a survey company. And what they did is they sent people to 10 different Taylor Swift shows to ask as many attendees as they could. What did this show cost you? Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. It's travel. It's the idea of staying uh, at a nice hotel. But the thing is, all you got to do is go online and look. All the Swifties, them's her fans, all the Swifties are buying new outfits there's a tremendous amount of decoration. And in terms of merch, and that's where we're going next, in terms of merch, no one can equal Taylor Swift. See, remember when we went to see the Rolling Stones? I looked at their t-shirts and I went, 
$65. I know, we're old, huh? I mean, I know it's the stones, but $65. And you're thinking, I can go on, you know, Amazon and get that for 10 bucks. You got, or I can go on eBay and buy a little patch with the lips and tongue logo and put it on a hat. There you go. That's what you did. If you're interested, she set attendance records at two stadiums, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, an average of 71,000 over three shows. What scares me about that is if you're going to set attendance records, what are they doing? Is there really a seat for all those human beings? Or are some of them just standing near the popcorn stand? I bet there's a seat. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. This is where the Cowboys play. That's that big, stupid, huge Jerry Jones, I will oh. never die stadium. Why didn't we go to that one? I, I would love to do that. Not driving to Denver to see her. Wait, is it Denver? However... It, well, not Denver. It's Arlington, which might as well be. It's it's one of those things like we live in a little town called Hammond, and Baton Rouge is up the street. Where does one start and the other stop? Well, it's Dallas. Yeah. The single-day record is still for the basketball all-star game, but she owns the three-day average, which is over 100,000. Let's hope the toilets keep flushing. They Again, will. They will. I said merch is next. Let's play another one from Taylor here. It's called Antihero in Rock School. I have this thing where I get older. You free. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the antihero. Coming into the first break, you had a good question. Yeah, did she come to uh, New Orleans? No, she did not. There's a lot of concerns with playing a concert here in Louisiana. You may not know this, or maybe you do. This show originates out of a little town called Hammond. That's where I'm a professor. We are perfectly between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. I can be in either one in 45 minutes. So... The problem is, and you'll see this with tours, they'll go to Mississippi, Alabama, and then they'll jump over us completely. We have a weird tax structure here. However, I did look that up, and I'm going to pull up this from uh, a, a local television station, WGNO. It says here, Taylor Swift will not be coming to New Orleans with her Eras tour because they cannot find a date, according to a Caesars Superdome spokesperson, they cannot find a date to accommodate because of the ongoing renovation of the Superdome. She's been here before in 2018 with her reputation tour. She came. I'm just looking at the remainder of the the people. Well, why doesn't she play at the Smoothie King Center? Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The Superdome is huge, but... The Smoothie King Center, that's that's our basketball stadium. That's where the vast majority of people come to play their concerts. Right. How many concerts have we seen at Smoothie oh, King? A lot. That's where we saw the Stones. Yeah. They weren't at the Superdome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's because of taxes, and I think we're just trying to be cute here. But anyway, I said we were going to talk about the idea of merch next this is from a website called pop buzz and what they do is they keep track of tours and specifically the things that people buy at tours taylor swift's merch may be the biggest of any touring band ever first when you went to a concert the last time 
you had to be in the venue to buy merch, right? Right, right. Not with Taylor Swift. She has a series of what they call Swift trucks. Nice. These are basically semi-trucks that pull up into the parking lots and just outside the parking lots so people can buy merchandise. Great. And you say, but why don't you just go inside? Well, here's the thing. They can not only sell to the people who are going to the concert, but the people who are there as, there's a name for it. It's concert, concert vultures or something like that. If the venue is open air, what they do is they park near it mm-hmm. and they listen to the concert. This allows them to buy merch. Okay, how much? The most expensive thing, Taylor Swift merch, 75 bucks, it's a hoodie. The second most expensive thing is the big thing. The crew neck sweater. Oh. The crew neck sweater, ladies and gentlemen. Does it say her name on it? It probably does. Oh. I don't know. I don't want it then. You cannot buy it anywhere but at the concert. 65 bucks. Now, there is something that looks something like it on Taylor Swift merchandise. You can find it online. I should have written that down, but I don't have it here. Uh, 65 bucks for a pullover. T-shirts are all 55. Uh, tie-dye tank top is 40. Bejeweled bracelet, 35. There's a tour uh, poster, 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 tote bag, glass bottle, glow, a water bottle. Uh, glow baton. I oh, I love that it. Is. That's 15 bucks. Yes, uh, that's me. There's nothing yet on the average spent per person, but a couple of websites suggest that the merch sale alone is over $200 per person. Yeah, that and makes sense. And think about it. You buy three things and you've spent $200. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's not just inside the place. We went to see the Stones. They had four merch places Mm -hmm. and it was just around that ring on the outside where you can buy beer and chips and and whatever you want a hot dog to watch the stones she has them inside but then there are the trucks the swift trucks it has to be insane it has to be insane crazy who's listening to us here on the rock school radio show well that would be w-y-a-p clay west virginia yep we're on the yap tammy back in a minute here in rock school Coming out of the break, because of how much we're yakety yakking, we need to go straight into the bottom of the hour and talk about seven days in 70 seconds. My name is Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. Here come the dates, July 10th all the way through July 16. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. July 10, 2008. Shazam's app comes out. It would recognize any song with amazing accuracy. The song most searched is 
You know which song it is? I think it's Somebody I Used to Know. Yeah, I don't even know that I song. I heard that. Oh, yeah, you do. It's, it's whiny. July 11th, 1969, David Bowie's Space Oddity is Rush released to beat the moon landing, which happens nine days later. July 12th, 1979, Disco Demolition Night at Kaminsky Park. Yep. Yep, while the crowd chanted, Disco sucks, a huge trash can full of records is exploding leaving a gaping hole in center field. That's right. They had to give up the second game. They had to forfeit. And piece of trivia you might be interested in, if you forfeit a baseball game, it goes into the record as a 9 to nothing game. I don't, I don't know why I find that interesting. July 13th, 1985, David Bowie and Mick Jagger debut their video for Dancing in the Street at Live Aid. July 14, 1988, Nashville radio station WYHY offers a million dollars to anyone who shows up at the studios with Elvis to prove he's alive. That money's safe. July 19th, 1986, Run DMC's Raising Hell becomes the first rap album certified platinum. And then July 16th, 1955, speaking of Elvis Presley, his first song to chart, Baby Let's Play House, enters the cash box country listings at number 15. He'll do pretty well from this point on. Okay, she, Taylor Swift, not only is on tour, and this is odd, because usually you release an album, then you tour on that album. Then you release an album and you tour, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. If you remember, we did a whole show on this as well. Taylor Swift had a big blow up with Big Machine Records. I, I could throw a lot of names at you, but here's the thing. Big Machine Records owns her first few albums. The only way she could get them back is to re-record every one of them. She has now finished re-recording. I don't know when she does it, but she has finished re-recording the third album called Speak Now. On July 7th, two days before we, rec we are recording this show, she released the album Speak Now, which originally came out in 2010. It's called Speak Now, Taylor's version. Ooh, nice. Would you like it? Well, yeah, you can stream it on Spotify. However, many people are expecting it to be the highest selling re-released vinyl ever. Because, you know, there's like this little vinyl resurgence. Mm -hmm. Here comes Taylor. It is expected to be the biggest vinyl release since the death of vinyl and it came wow. back. It's anywhere from $33 to $45. I looked it up online multiple places. Mm -hmm. It's three discs in what they call marbled vinyl. Ooh. So instead of black or pink or yellow or what have you, they've swirled multiple colors together. It's expected to set records. Here you go. Speak now. It's uh, Taylor Swift on Rock School. I am not the kind of girl who should be rudely barging in on a white veil occasion But you are not the kind of boy who should now I'll meet you in an hour of my tubs at the back door Baby, I didn't see my vows So glad you were around when they said speak my own 
Coming into the second break, Paul Simon, who, by the way, you should look up Paul Simon. He is releasing stories that it's coming to an end. It's very, very sad. But look up stories about Paul Simon. We may be doing a show about it soon. Paul Simon wrote the lyric and sang it, Every generation throws a hero up the pop chart. That is Taylor Swift. I don't know how else to say it. Let's talk about this idea that Taylor Swift is being called the new Beatles. Oh, nice. Because think about it. Woo. What you've got is stadiums being filled. Beatles Shea Stadium. Right. Stadiums being filled. Girls screaming their heads off. And you say, what do you mean girls, Joe? Guys can go to her concert too. Yes. But it's almost 70% women. It would be a good place to pick up a girl, right? I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Uh-uh. I'll tell you why it's probably not a good place to go looking for a hookup. By the way, <laughs> just for the hay of it, mm. I did a, a search for the latest musician or group to be called the next Beatles. Oh, they're very popular. They're the next Beatles. You want to hear a few of them that came uh, wait, up? Wait, wait. Let me guess. Oasis yeah. was one. Yes. Because I love them. Yes. Duran Duran. Oh, yeah. Yes. Was another one. Yep. One Direction was supposed to be the next Beatles. Okay. Here's a couple more. Bad Finger. That makes sense. Oh. They were on the Apple oh. thing. But, you know, oh. I know you Good. love them. Yes. Bay City Rollers. Failure. And Bee Gees. So. Those are all excellent choices. They are excellent I can see choices. That. They're not the Beatles. They weren't though, the Beatles, no. You know, if you're so popular that the metaphor for the best of something is the Beatles of, mm -hmm. meaning he's the Beatles of surgeons. He's the greatest surgeon around. Yeah, I want him. Yeah, see, now the next generation has come up with GOAT. I get the joke. GOAT stands for greatest of all time. It's still GOAT. I mean, I get the dichotomy. I do the duality of man, the Jungian thing. So said you know, Matthew Modine. But it doesn't work. No, GOAT is still an animal uh, chewing, chewing grass and doing other things in my yard. Right. <laughs> we have goats. Anyway, Taylor Swift seems to be somewhat measuring up to this the next Beatles. There is already a, syndrome's not the right word, but I'm doing this off the top of my head. There is already a thing named after her called the Taylor Swift effect, where women now want to play guitar. Okay, that's Gu good. Right, I agree, go for it. Amen. Every Every little girl wants to write a story, a song, mm -hmm. like Taylor Swift. Do it. They call that the Taylor Swift effect. And what has happened is a lot of acoustic guitars, especially the ones she plays, and then the cute ones, the pink ones, the green ones, the ones that have Hello Kitty on it, are being sold. And many people believe it is because of the Taylor Swift effect. All right. Little girls are looking at Taylor Swift going, oh, my God, I can do this. However, a lot, and you really, if you think this is funny, you need to go do a googly search and just look up academics or psychologists trying to explain why Taylor Swift is so popular. Here's a few that I found. Here's the obvious. 
She is stunningly pretty. Let's be honest, she hit the genetic lottery. She can blatantly sing. She can blatantly write. She can blatantly produce. The thing about it is, so can many others. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of pretty people out there. I love Taylor Swift. Tall, thin, blonde, screaming red lips. Gosh. Okay, fine. Number two, she writes great songs. This bugs me to no end. When I talk to somebody about the Beatles, the first question I always ask is, why the Beatles? Mm -hmm. Why? Why wasn't it the Dave Clark Five? Why wasn't it this other group? Why wasn't it the Stones? Why wasn't why the Beatles? And what I get all the time is, it's the music. Okay, yeah, it's very good music. But the Stones had very good music too. What was it that catapulted them to being the Beatles of the Beatles? Anyway. Moving along. Here's you're number not gonna, three. Wait, you're not going to answer that? Why the Beatles were so popular? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you why it was. It was a social contagion. That's that's what I think. By the way... That's a big word, mister. I don't know why, but I went and read the reviews of this podcast on Apple, and one woman said, look, the podcast is free. He doesn't play any advertising, so I can let this go, but he's a professor. And he doesn't believe he can ever be wrong. <clears throat> oh. But I'm right about this. <laughs> it's a social contagion. And I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. We're just simply running out of time. We've already killed six minutes in this break. Who's listening to us? KFOK, Sacramento, California. Beautiful. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, I mentioned a social contagion. What is that? There's a psychologist online. She has a big, long last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. So we're just going to call her a psychologist. A social contagion is the idea that in a group of people, let's be honest, women. Okay. Not a lot of guys listening to Taylor Swift, and right. I, I can already hear you yelling at me. I get it, but the Taylor Swift audience is predominantly women. It's easy to track. However, the social contagion is, as a younger person, say high school, if everybody loves Taylor Swift... It is darn difficult to stand out as a different human being and say, you know, I don't care for her stuff. There's a backlash against it. According to this person, it is the absolute opposite of being canceled. Instead of being told, well, you stink, you're being told you're wonderful by the world. However, she also makes the statement that as a social contagion, it only takes one slip up and you're going to be canceled, taken away. I do think the same with the Beatles. If you were alive in 1963, 64, if you didn't like the Beatles, you should be shunned and sent to an island. Agree. Am I right about yeah, that? Totally. Okay. But and it's true. The man the manager of a major venue suggested that Taylor Swift has tapped into a point of a young person's life when everything seems upside down and her songs Tell the person it's going to be all right. It, it, 
I think that's the same effect as grunge in the early 90s. What you had was a disenfranchised group of kids who looked at this grunge movement and the grunge movement spoke of their lives. And so they threw it up the pop chart. But don't you think with Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. she has all these mothers that are listening to her as well? Oh, absolutely. I think think it's mother and daughter. Here is yet another thing. Taylor Swift is likable across generations. Moms are okay with their daughter liking Taylor Swift because she isn't recording songs like WAP, where you see her in a video and she's wearing, I mean, literally two Band-Aids in an airline pass, and you can see every part of her, and she's shaking it going, WAP, WAP, WAP. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be awesome if she did? No. It would destroy her. Okay. It would. It would destroy her. But yes, you're right. It's a generational thing. The mom and the daughter can bond over this thing. There is a series of websites out there that are actually comparing Taylor Swift to Bob Dylan. And I know this should drive me crazy, but it does not. Because it makes sense. Dylan knew the language. Dylan knew the kids, knew the young people, and spoke at them. Taylor does, too. What is she, 33? Mm-hmm, right. About to be 34? Right. The thing about it is, as pretty and as young-looking as she is, she is seen as a champion of this generation. And I think there's a lot to it. There's a little bit more to that. Is she the new Bob Dylan? You know what? Yeah. And I know what Dylan fans are going to say. Oh, yeah, make her write like a Rolling Stone. To this generation, she has. And it's called We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Which to me is another reason why she's so popular. I'll tell you about it in the last break right after this on Rock School. I remember when we broke up the first time. Saying this is it, I've had enough. Cause like we hadn't seen each other in a month. When you said you needed space. What? Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change. Getting back Coming into the last break, as we said, the Eras concert is three and a half hours with 10 separate costume changes and a 44-song set list. However, some say 39 because some of the songs are short or clips only. She always ends, at least every concert to this point, with a song called Karma. So that's what we're going to end on. What did you ask me off air? Oh, I said if she if she finally gets married, isn't yeah. that going to destroy her, you know, this whole I hate my boyfriend, I hate my life kind of songs that she sings on stage? Destroy? No. It didn't destroy Pink. Remember Pink? Yeah, I'm a rock star. I want to kill you. I hope you die now. <laughs> right? And a lot of women went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she got married and had a kid and is a wonderful mother. And people are like, oh, she did it. Maybe I can do it. That, what I just said, to me, 
once again, I don't know who wrote the, the Apple review that I always have to be right, but I'm right about this. She has tapped in, she, Taylor Swift, why is she so popular? She has tapped into female anger, breakups and boys and other societal things. Don't get me wrong. She does very uplifting songs, but let's be honest. What was the last song? We will never, ever get back together. Yeah, slay. You go, girl. It's There's a, a revenge factor to it. And every woman can understand that because they've been hurt by a girl. Is that or why by a God, boy? By a boy? By a boy? Is or that why? Maybe a girl. Is that why guys are not going to the concert because they be. can't they can't pick up chicks? Could be. If you remember, I'm sure you do. Before I asked you to marry me, I broke up with you. Yeah. Oh, you were angry. Oh, I was hurt. And when you went home, you could have popped on the Taylor Swift song, Bad Blood, or the Taylor Swift song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Again, and it would have brought you joy. No, I popped on uh, the Rolling Stones. You did not. Did you really? Yeah, of course uh, I did. No, were, it was Journey. You were my girl. It was Steve Perry because he get-go. was the next guy I was going to marry. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I never <laughs> realized he was so, you know, uh, short. Yeah, he is. He and I'm, is. I'm very tall. But he's but, kept his hair. But you know what? And I have not. I what? would have still married him. I know you would have. I There was never a girl growing up that I thought I would marry her. I would marry her. Now it's Taylor Swift. Oh! That's not true. Oh. She ends all of her concerts to this point with karma, so that's the one we're going to end up on. I don't know. Are we right? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. We're going to a billion dollars with Taylor. His karma. Class is dismissed. You're talking for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You're terrified to look down. Cause if you dare, you see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around.